1: Good afternoon, this is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. So if you remember last week, uh, I spoke to Datuk P. Gunasilan, a veteran town planner and a fellow with the Malaysian Institute of Planners, and also with uh, Peter Leong, a researcher and environmental activist and the former secretary of Friends of Bukit Kiara, about policy plans and whether it was the path to folly in Malaysia's urban planning. So of course, we were discussing, among other things, the landmark ruling from Penang, where the Apex Court quashed a hillside development that was issued by the local authority in in Penang, uh, and we also discussed whether this might impact other ongoing cases. We also discussed how the general understanding of policy plans or Plan Dasar were quite low in Malaysia among the planning fraternity. We discussed the bigger picture of spatial planning, so much more. Today, both gentlemen are with me again, and we are going to cover what we want the bigger picture of planning to be here in Malaysia. So, um, you know, what is sustainable development? Um, gentlemen, thank you again for joining me today. Take it away. You know, what do we want Malaysia to be or to aspire to when it comes to things like sustainable planning and sustainable development. Um, uh, maybe Dr. Guna, you want to go first?
2: The issue which is clearly here is that there must, there must be the government, the policymakers must make a decision in terms of what is sustainable development mm-hmm. in a particular area. Mm-hmm. All right? You want, when it's sustainable, is it just living? You can sustain your living. Is that answer, or is it sustainable, measured with what we have, like what my my father used to have? Is it still there? In terms, not in terms of uh, breathing space, but in terms of what the environment is going to give me, quality right. of life. Mm, quality of life. Quality of life. Measure how in environment. How do you measure quality of life? Is it the number of cars you own? By the UN Sustainable
0: Development Goals. Ah.
2: Things <laughs> go on like that, so people have to go and break it up and measure it against not UN us, what we Malaysians would want, okay. what uh, we Malaysians want. Our interpretation want. of, interpretation of, it. of yeah. that. Okay. For example, I would say, do we still really want this uh, high-rise development to go on? Yeah, I think it must stop. My opinion, it has to stop. Yes, yes, I agree. And, yes. I know, and then is, Malaysia is not a country with a shortage of land. This see, Julian, I have written many times, many years ago, an article for the minister when I was in service, explaining that the housing process, you can control all prices. You can control the price of cement. You can control the price of bricks. You can control the price of uh, how much fee uh, labor charge you put in. All this you can control. Mm-hmm. You can put laws or whatever. But can you control the price of land? The issue here is why people go high rise, because land values. Mm. Land values are too high. Yeah. When it's high, the person wants to recover his cost of land, so he puts in higher densities. So, so the is there any attempt on the part of the government and the policymakers to control land prices? Yeah. You want less affair? Less fare is not possible. You see? So in that way, uh, if we can control the price of land, like I I propose creating land value maps. Okay. Creating land value, value okay. maps where values are fixed. Of course, people will cheat. On the SNP agreement, you put a certain price. But at another level, you're going to collect undercount or something else.
0: Mm-hmm. So it happens. No? Yeah. But there is a need for it. Yeah, Doctor, I remember you covered this topic very well in an article you wrote on the, how COVID 19 will infect our planning, about the need to actually um, create less cramped living spaces, which uh, of course depends a lot on ensuring that you can do something to mitigate the value of land. Land. Right? Or not the land? value, sorry, the price of land.
2: Price of land. Yeah. For example, you see, uh, I am one of the persons, when I was in thought about housing, I believe that all state land, all federal land is not to be commercialized. It's not to be sold. It is land which must be used to build houses for the people. Not for MRCB to take one parcel at a price and uh, somebody else take another price. It's not, it's not like the late tunusi Inan said this. The government has got no business to be in business. Mm. I remember his famous quotation. Government has got no business to be in business because at that time they wanted to form GLCs, which he was against. Yeah. All right. So uh, the same thing I stand. Like for example, the RRI land. That is a huge parcel of land which could have easily built affordable homes for people in care, not given to people to build, to make profits in paper. You know. What's that? Same, there are a lot of passes of land around which has been taken up for that, even in uh, So this is something which I would I would take it. I would uh, try and talk to the PM, the new PM, because he's my classmate in university. I would talk to him. <laughs> that government land, which is public land, is not negotiable for a price. It is to be given back to the riot. Must be given back the riot.
1: But you know, the argument they'll make, of course, is that, you know, whatever profits from these sales will go back, you know, into into the state coffers, which will then go back to the right. You know, that is the standard line that we're given, no, isn't it? It,
2: it has to stop the standard line.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all
2: know where it goes, all right? <laughs> all right? We all know where it goes yeah. and we know what happens. Okay. So, 60 years have taught. Top- should teach us a lesson mm. yeah. when the first prime minister Tungurwan, talked about house owning democracy mm. where is the house owning democracy gone. no yeah. and uh, you hear people i know here people who think of rent owning democracy yeah. right? right people yeah. rent prepare to rent houses out to, okay. to make a living so things like that la. so we have to go back to basics yeah. the land that belongs to the public must be for the public,
0: and ideally, I think there should be some kind of national discourse or consensus that actually involves the public in setting this kind of you know national directions. Uh. Mm. I mean, um, you know, what kind of nation or bangsa we want to be, you know, you know, what quality of life we seek. You know, like you said just now, how do you define that, right? Yeah, mm. yeah, I think Malaysians should have a, a voice in you know, I think defining. You that. think
2: the PPRT flats, yeah. all those uh, apartments which DBK mm. is building. Is that quality of life?
1: No, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I feel very sad. Have you been? Them.
2: Have you been God. to some no, of them? I've, I've seen many from been. the outside. I've been.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I've been. Yeah. And I I think that's not the right quality of life, sustainable right. life. Okay. If, you have, I, if you have wondered why the uh, shopping complexes are filled during the holidays, you know why? Because people cannot live in their houses. Yeah. They take their children, they don't go alone, no. A whole troop of children will come, the whole gang. Mm-hmm. And they all run around the whole shopping. Because it's they got free space. They don't have it in their homes. That is why the balik kampung phenomenon happens. Holidays, they want to run back to kampung because... Space. The space they don't have the quality of life in that space.
1: Mm, I think that goes back also to like what we saw during COVID, right? You know, I mean, so many uh, family issues uh, arose yeah. because everybody was sort of stuck in that in this one tiny space together. True. Yeah, yeah.
2: That so. is where the answer. You, you should look at quality of life mm. in in terms of uh, the habitable environment they live in. Yeah, so not in outside. No habitable environment.
0: Is three bedroom is enough. So is this something you should, we should children? expect the National Physical Plan to actually address? Yeah, address. It That's should, right? right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are many aspects of National Physical Plan which I don't understand well. And I mean, I've actually just started to uh, pick and choose a little bit of parts to read. Uh, one interesting thing I came across in NPP 3, which which means the, the, the previous one, right? Now we are now in NPP 4, right? There was something called um, Transfer of Development Rights, Uh, It was proposed as a mechanism. I don't think it's gone anywhere with the states yet. But uh, one thing that came to my mind in terms of how this mechanism could work, for example, and and now I'm not talking about living spaces, I'm talking about the environment. There are actually many cases where land has been alienated, which should never have been alienated. For example, uh, you know, land on the interstate boundary between Pahang and Selangor. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: You know, I can think highlands to be a bit more specific, right? I mean, all all these lands were actually um, alienated in the days when the EIA wasn't even a thing, (laughs) right? Um, But yet, there they are in the private possession and, um, well, quote-unquote, developable, right? Or rather just waiting for the, the financial numbers to be right for it to be developed, right? So how can um, the environmental impacts of um, decisions made decades ago actually be mitigated? And I think this TDR, Transfer Development Right that I see in the MPP3, actually was going somewhere. Because, for example, if there was such a piece of land like that, uh, you would actually uh, allow that owner to actually transfer that development right to somewhere in the lowlands where it's not environmentally sensitive but it's able to develop, even though it's not yet been given the right to develop. Okay. And um and after that, that 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 sensitive location up in the up on the mountain ridge, we can uh, guess at it as Hill land. <laughs> you know, and uh, there would be no uh, cause for complaint by the landowner because he has been <coughs> compensated by selling his development right. And of course, if that major landowner thinks that uh he wants to acquire that piece of developable low land and transfer it there. He's also welcome to do so. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing that um, uh, came up in MPP four after that was something called um, ecological fiscal transfer, which is about equalizing uh, uh, so-called uh, contributions uh, between states or between the states and federal. Yeah. Uh, in terms of yeah, in terms of how you um, uh, the so-called. Um, um, penalties that you take for conserving the environment, right? Yeah. To be compensated, uh, if, if TDR had been co- combined with uh, ecological fiscal transfer, that uh, that that transfer development right could actually even happen across state boundaries. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like the this 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 mechanism was heading somewhere. But then in the when NPP four changed over to NPP three, uh, sorry, NPP three changed over to NPP four. Uh, the mechanism of TDR had disappeared from the document. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just uh, concerned that if we carry on this way, you know, um, we go nowhere. La, because, you know, we have so-called nascent strategies. La, be, uh, and they are nascent because they keep on evolving. Because even before anything solid can take form. Mm. And I think this is where we need to stop, uh, you know, this kind of um, uh, fairytale thinking and actually get it down to a concrete implementation. La. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, Doctor. I mean, how, how do you? What are your thoughts on this? And uh,
2: I, I think you, your fairy tale thinking is correct. It will not happen. Yeah,
0: but how can the MPP get more teeth uh, to get it actually implemented in the states?
2: It's difficult. National physical plan does not bind the local authorities. Does not bind the state authorities. It is there for them to follow. Okay. Uh it does not if they don't follow who's gonna take action against them? No, nothing. So National fish Partial Plan is mm-hmm. there for as a guideline, as a planning tool to control certain areas which uh, the state cannot go overreach, cannot overreach. So that is there like uh, reclamation of the sea beds, things like that, where the environment is sensitive, then it goes there. And uh, even now the uh, development of Hill and especially in the main range, it is very controlled. Already the authority state level people know about it. And they realize what errors have been there. Like forestry, logging, things like that. It's coming to the issue uh, of environment and national level planning. Which has got
0: to—it'll
2: take place, it But it'll take time. Yeah, it'll
3: yeah take I, time. I it think it the issue
0: work. of all commitments made to landowners and uh, concession holders—you know—how do you find ways to unwind or mitigate that? That's the difficult part. And yeah, difficult.
1: And that's what we're seeing in all the cases that that are, g- are coming through, isn't it? Like all these agreements have been made. All the, they, they always say that all oh, the compensation, if we were to sort of rescind this this order, it would be too much for the well, state to bear. right? I
0: would agree. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah, is just, a, yeah. You so just we, came out again in
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, just
0: the so-called one billion number, which is
1: mysterious so
0: mysterious, arbitrary, arbitrary, <laughs> and uh, actually, <laughs> I have actually researched. Uh, status of various parcels of land around there, basically helping out the Shalam Community Forest Society. Mm -hmm. We've been doing great work trying to conserve the area. And um, having done that little bit of research, it's it's actually hard to imagine how you come up with one billion because many, many parcels of land in that area, although are said to be associated with developer ABC, but when you go to the land office and search, there's no titles alienated yet. So, if there are no titles alienated, uh, I would say that we should expect a lot of it to be actually reversible without... Uh, Correct. Yep.
2: No titles issued, reversible. Yeah. You just to cancel the, the uh, approval given to them. La, yeah, the right. to them, right. Unless they had paid money for the land.
3: Yeah,
0: and it should not add up to $1 yeah, But yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. It's <laughs> difficult difficult to to go with that formula. So, the importance is the decision maker must make a decision fair like the like issue which you're talking about on the hill land is nothing but gunting mm. all right it's nothing but good things approach to develop the land has been subjected to a lot of uh, controls now Like I know the one in uh, the portion of the land which is in Slyang the plan has been run done and redone and done and redone keep on changing not allowing them to go on on the bentong side there are plans, but I, I think they'll be subject to the same, because uh, you're required to prepare a plan of your own, like a local plan, like say a thing, or 600 or a few hundred acres. You have to do a, what do you call it? Special, special area plan, right? Special area plan. Yeah. Sure. And the special area plan goes through all this subject, you know. It has got to go for public consultation also. So you see, for
0: public consultation, people can object. Yeah. It goes in that way. So
2: yeah. that way they are being controlled. Mm. Uh,
0: yeah, But at the same time, I think uh, special area plans have not been sufficiently uh, employed uh, to, to enable public participation. I right. think in those cases, yes, they actually do make a special area plan. But there are also many uh, undeclared special area plans happening. Is in he, other words, a so-called coordinated uh, a framework of piecemeal DOs being given by the authorities. Local, authority local authorities without actually informing public that there's actually a very big coordinated picture going on and that uh, you have a right to um, understand what the mm-hmm. you know what the big uh, the but by right they should what the big picture is open the uh, for public uh, one good example objection. is actually the uh, areas being developed around the Panchala Malay Reservation
3: mm-hmm.
0: there's massive developments there which are actually not being um, uh, not which have actually been coordinated in the background as though it were a special area plan but there is no plan. between the authorities and the landowners but to the exclusion of public.
2: But there is no, not uh, defined special area plan. Uh,
0: it's not done uh, as a special defined. area
2: plan, but there in reality, is. it's
0: there in the background.
2: Background is a different issue. Uh, what the, uh, I'm sure the uh, Sungai Penjala reserve people are not, not too bothered by it, I suppose, but they should take it up. They should make an attempt to, if they want to control that area. They don't want. Yeah. Basically because it also adds on value to their land. You know, like you, you take uh, one, one of the big houses has been built there, the tower block that's been built there now. I think KPG was an open hospital there. So, those things. Mm,
3: so,
0: so, so basically, uh, money speaks more than the uh, value of kampung life.
2: <laughs> so for example, if you take uh, the Malay Reserve land, they're looking for good compensation. Yeah. Not that they want to preserve the milleries of land, as milleries of land, as envisaged by the Sultan of slangor No. Mm. I would agree with them also. Cause how can you have a enclave of land with potentially high value, just lying there like that? But they should be coordinated, as you said, coordinated approach development yeah. to development.
0: <laughs> to ensure <laughs> sustainability. Ensure,
2: <laughs> and there must be some people in their position mm. of power, should mm. have some sincerity in the approach, lah. Mm. Not looking at uh, it in terms of uh, what you call monetary values. Mm-hmm. You know? I would plan the Kambung um, Baru in a much more effective way rather than looking at like that. And you want the laws to change. Basically, they have to be brave enough to make a decision. Who is they? They government.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted you to say that. Yeah,
2: this government. They must be brave now to make that we want the Malaysia benefit. Open up the land. Mm. Make it international. Everybody can own. Then the Malaysia have the value for the money, you know, the land which is value. Imagine you instead of try to create a few hundred millionaires, taking pub- public money and giving them run mass and all that, you the existing landowners can be made millionaires overnight,
0: if you're fair.
1: That's all. Simple as that.
0: And uh, and I suppose uh, those higher values will also hopefully leave a little bit more left over for, um, I guess, protecting the environment. Yeah. Sure enough.
1: bottom line we want that isn't it Yeah and yeah
0: exactly
1: I guess that those are the things that we should should be fundamental right should be at yeah. the bottom line of all sort of like future planning right I mean what do you th- what do you see as the road ahead you know what I mean what would you like to see you know especially that the guna you know with the new prime minister with the new unity government in place uh, what would some changes you like to see
2: For me the, uh, the greatest thing which i saw was there's no more ministry of federal territory all right and uh, everything goes under the PM, yeah. preview of the PM. So he has to make a decision in terms of vision for the country in future. All right. And I think he has got, a, knowing from my vast studies, he has got that thinking of uh, of the poor and also the thinking of, the, of the, um, the hungry, let's put it that way. All right. So he has to visualize the country in terms of, of uh, agriculture is not bad. That what's uh, Agricultural land must remain as it is of uh, value to people. One. Number two, I envisage is that the public also must respond to that accordingly, like the 2040 K Col structure plan we have not seen what it's like, all right? And if they attempt to attempt to gazette it without public consultation or without the public having a right to object or to keep some comments, then it opens another chapter. in
0: But the, they have in public hearings. I
2: it was in the consultation process in the beginning when uh, the great Khalid Samad thought that this process would be enough. But it's not enough. What you did was groups of discussions prior to the plan. Oh,
0: yeah. And it also happened to be during the uh, pandemic, uh, pandemic controls which, as well, which made now, it difficult to uh, convene. Uh, com- yeah. And then you
2: actually, you should know, if the drop has been done, is ready, go for public consultation again, mm. which I would think is better. Yeah. At the same time, and again, I go back, la, that basically the same ideas the same things are put in return out again. I don't want that. Mm. If we have to look at something new, something different, okay. alright? So, so. You want to create Kuala Lumpur as a world class city? How is it to be done? You know, you look at some of the photographs of China today. It's beautiful. You never believed China could be dead. But it's so beautiful because the environment is still there. The rivers are there. The waterfalls are there. Like limestone hills are there, things like that. So we should go to that level of thinking. Not look in terms of money, dollars and cents. Not in terms of dollars. And cents. Look at it differently.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like for example, I say, for example, I you know, did not, we did not touch about this. You see, the issue of uh, Batankali, all right. Okay. Batankali incident, all right? I put this question. Many people say, "Oh, we should have given. A, why didn't the local authority uh, control and give them a permit? Why no payment, no permit was applied? So, if the permit applied, given a permit, the slide won't take place. Mm. It will take place because the environment is disturbed. It's already gone. This, we call it equilibrium. the Equilibrium state is gone. All right. So, how can you punish people for that? It's an environment." So who, where does it go back to? That means disturbance of the hills. Yep. The hill land has been disturbed, including maybe, my opinion, Batangkali is quite close to Genting. Maybe the disturbance of development at the other side could have impacted here. Yeah. So we should look at that angle, yeah. not legislative. People should realise what they're doing as an impact overall at the end of the day.
0: Correct. And again, that root cause is disturbance. Also, is the um, land that probably should not have been alienated should not have been had owners actually ended up having owners, right?
2: Yeah, should should not have been? Uh, but I think it was purely basically a piece of state land. I think the piece of state land, and I am not mistaken, Peter, is under uh, it was formerly under the. Uh, Oh, PKPS, yes, that's yes, right. Uh, Perbadanan uh,
0: Kemajuan Negri, uh, uh, B- uh, Ke- Kemajuan Pertanian Selangor.
2: Yeah. not a private land. It was, it was alienated a prior group later. Yeah, all right. So, right. so this type of land should not be alienated.
3: Mm.
2: Basically, on the hill slopes, on hills and all that. Let's keep our hills conserved. Yep. Don't give them out to people. And uh, even if it is a question of royalty, no. Yeah. Even if it's a crown land, no. Yeah. Yeah. Living maintained, that is one of the, uh, what I would say is the uh, treasure of Malaysia, yeah. the hills.
0: True. So, Doctor, coming back to the subject of, uh, you know, KL's uh, Structure and Local Plans, uh, uh, 2040, I mean, you mentioned that they are kind of bulldozing towards uh, getting the 2040 Structure Plan gazetted. Uh, which you feel uh, should actually take a more, um, more pro- more proactive and considered approach, and not just uh, follow the minimum uh, letter of the law, but also, um, but instead uh, seek uh, voluntary self improvement right? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. No and And um, I mean, if we go through all this, uh, then after that we'll be into the KL City Plan, the more the, the micro plan for the city twenty forty, right? Yeah. And I'm just trying to think about the kind of time frame, like. By the time we are through all this, it'll probably be um, say maybe twenty twenty six, and and one thing strikes me about this year is that uh, it's the half uh, centenary of the um, the current planning system coming to Malaysia, right? TCP in nineteen yeah, seventy six. think nineteen seventy six. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, you know, um, it's, it's such a milestone fifty years of uh, you know our current planning framework in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Will we by then finally see the essence and spirit of? Uh, the TCPA actually implemented in Malaysia. <laughs> I'm certainly hoping that we will, you know, seriously think of that half centenary as
2: a. <laughs> I think it will happen. It will happen. Yeah, because uh, the process among the younger generation is that Planners, mm-hmm. people are concerned. Mm-hmm. There's high degree of concern, in because basically not because they have anything because they also are suffering the traffic, are suffering in uh, okay. in terms of affordability of houses the generation the present generation is finding it tough
0: okay so if you had to say um uh, say the three or four big things that had to happen in order for this vision to realize you know for the true essence and spirit of uh, yeah. what 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 would you say these key things are political will okay top of the, the political list political will
1: top of the list right
0: yeah mm-hmm. top of the list
2: top of the list political yeah. will must be there okay all right prepared to do things which uh, you not think about it, okay. all right? Think outside the box. This is how it's going to be, all right? Mm-hmm. For example, if uh, deregulate the cities, deregulate means decongest. Means no more high-rise building. Mm. Can they make the decision? Can <laughs> you see? It's a yeah. political will, and yeah. this political will translate into physical plans. Things like that. Like you take the political will of Mahathir, don't. He is the one who changed the way, urban framework of city. Bangsa was never like that. It was his vision. That's his right. political will, the building of condos, the building of all those condos which you see, it is his making. People who he said anybody who wants to live in Kerala, if he wants to live in a samidi he wants a bungalow, go to Rawa. I remember his quotation. "You can build your houses there. So, you want a bungalow? Go and there. Don't think of bangsa.
1: Why was bangsa picked in particular? I don't. Which is okay. all why,
2: right. did, why did... Uh, because bangsa was central in KL. I see. Very yes. central. Simple as that. Ah, now, yeah. Simple as that. And land values were good. Right. See? And um, it was an estate before.
0: Mm. Yeah. And, and not without its hill slope issues as well.
2: Ah. He, they have hill slopes. He's, all condos are built on hills. Yeah. On hard bedrock, we do not know. I many, think, many
0: of which, I think, if you impose today's
2: guidelines, uh, we won't, won't, have, yeah, won't be approved. If there is a, a, a slight tremor, let's say, mm-hmm. what happened in Turkey and all that, mm-hmm. there will be a huge... <laughs> you can imagine what will happen. Same yeah. with
0: Monk Okay. Okay, so that one was to embellish what you uh, meant about political will. But, but what about on, on, for us on civil society? I think what's, what, what's important on the civil society side that can uh, you know, make this vision reality? You
2: must educate yourself enough to, to stand up against the politics. At the same time, the answer I see, if you want to do... You see, the day I was reading something, uh, the uh, minister of, uh, in charge of local okay. government... You're saying no, that, uh, they're saying, are you going to do what is the daily needs of the people? You at KL level, going to decide on the daily needs of people in Ipoh? <laughs> <laughs> it's talking nonsense. Daily needs can only be determined at the local planning authority, local authority level, not in KL. If my drains are clocked, that's my daily living, you know, all right? My is a clock. Who is going to solve it? I'm going to come. Nah, to come, please look at it. No, it is the local authority. So the answer lies in the local authority being democratised. That means you go for local government elections. Then you get an answer to all your solutions. Yeah. This is what the citizens of this country must think towards yeah. it. Local government elections, where you. Elect your councillors, and you, the councillors are answerable for you.
0: Yep, and they take up
2: the daily issues mm. for you.
0: Mm.
2: Alright. That is where the answer lies. Not, not in looking at the uh, ministries and all that to solve problems. Okay. It is the local authority are the ones who decide what happens to you, to your
0: house, to your drain, to your ditch, to right. your livelihood, everything. And I think that will also depend on uh, us within civil society having enough uh, broad, broad uh, voluntarism among ourselves uh, right, such yeah. that uh, when the time comes for local elections, there is uh, enough people willing to stand as... A I'm willing to stand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because
0: basically, yeah, you will other. impact
2: the people. Yeah. Yeah. You will impact the people directly. Okay. You see, you, you can walk around and look at uh, people's houses, what is it, the drains, the ditches. The issues one. Hawkers, hawker's license has been given arbitrarily. You see, I was shopping to the Tamantun shop owners who are renting at a high price. You go and open food stores opposite their shops and they're
0: selling cheaper food. Of course. Yeah. So what happens to the shop? Okay. You lose business. So the thought looks like I got no choice but to join you as a candidate, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I look forward to seeing that. <laughs>
2: We should actually the citizens of this country should now be educated to not look at worry about race that's the thing. In the issue of race is no more local elections are very easy. agree you no know, okay. the only issue why they don't want ele- elections mm. putting in the brass tax is that race those days early days it was like that because yeah, the urban yeah. population was. Mm. But it should hardly be a Chinese, concern today. Mm. Now it's no more. Yeah,
0: non-issue.
2: Look at the 2020 statistics and look at it, census. Yeah. You look at it, mm. you realise that Kuala Lumpur is no more a Chinese city. Can you imagine the name Chowkit should be changed to Jalan Nusantara? Because it's all Indonesians. All Indonesian shops are there. You know, same way, same go to breakfast, used to be Indians. Yeah, Petaling Street? Petaling all gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's history. And you keep repeating the same thing. You know. Why do one local government? Because of this,
1: yes. it doesn't make sense anymore. It
2: doesn't make. My no. uncle was the first elected Sramban councillor those days. Indian guy, Maniam. You see, he was from Socialist Party. Mm. They don't exist anymore. And if we, probably the local government elections they want to do, one of the reform they can do is no party base. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no party based you go for people who are known in the area to be civic minded who work in the interest of the people no no party based elections be an answer then you see find a lot of doctors, a lot of lawyers coming in and acting as councillors which they will not have any extra grind.
0: politics yes,
2: you got party to follow and all those things
0: independent. Yep. Correct. Everyone do what is right. Yeah, what no. he feels is right. It's right, right
2: for that yeah. neighborhood they live in. Okay.
1: Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, any any last closing thoughts, I suppose, you know that you want? What would you like people to take away from this? Uh, Peter?
0: Uh, I think I would rather leave Dr. Guna to... Okay. <laughs> Dr. Guna. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> He's been doing such a good job. You
2: know? <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts because... Basically, what I leave behind to my planning guys in the planning profession is to look forward thinking in the planning. Do not go back to the basics. Like if uh, there is a commercial zone, there is a road, anything commercial can stand by the road. That should stop. Because it cannot take that away. You should look at it differently in more open mind. Mm. And look at housing, not in terms of condos and... uh, High-rise development. Look at habitable, livable spaces. And then that will result in better environment in terms of traffic problems. All this will, will automatically fall in place. Mm-hmm. That is to my planners, the, my, in the planning from. It. Look at it differently. Look outside the box. All right. Then to the to this politicians, you know what I meant really. They must have the will to implement the good thing for the people. Mm-hmm. And the last and the least is the people themselves. They should educate themselves, make themselves know what is their rights, yeah. and talk about their rights. Now I would used to used to tell your the MP for this area, if I if it needs to be, when uh, I would go and stop even the construction, go and stand and demonstrate. I would. Peter all got angry with me He said how can you do that, Let's talk about that. I said I would hire gangsters to go and do, uh, <laughs> stop the tractors and all that. Mm-hmm. If it needs to be the citizens of this country must react. Mm-hmm. Must react to a, in an injustice that is going on which cannot be stopped. Quite so the people do. Mm-hmm. That's what my, my thoughts have been. Yep. And I've been talking about it but I always worry that I get arrested. <laughs>
1: I think that's what holds us back a lot, Dr. Gunam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or oh, most of us, yeah.
0: Well. yeah. well, I mean, if I were throwing my closing thought, it's just that I, I hope that 50 years of the TCPA coming up soon, we will actually finally see some kind of, uh, uh, what do you say, altruistic uh, compliance to the uh, essence and spirit of uh, public consultation. Mm-hmm. And that, um, uh, that none of this be uh, overlooked or uh, Brush aside uh, purely for uh, economic experience. Uh. Yeah, yeah.
1: Thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining me today. I was speaking to Datupi Gunaseelan, a veteran town planner and a fellow with the Malaysian Institute of Planners, and Peter Leong, a researcher and an environmental activist, former secretary of the Friends of Bukit Kiara. Um, again, this was a, this was the second part of a two-parter. Uh, if you would like to listen, if you miss any part of today's interview or last week's interview, they are both available on podcast. Just head to bfm.my/earth. You can also search for the podcasts on the BFM app. This has been Earth Matters on the Bigger Picture, BFM.